Galloway is a construction manager and consultant, commercial and residential builder, and a certified inspector for all commercial and residential buildings. And now, here is About the House with Troy Galloway. Hello, folks. Welcome to About the House. This is Troy Galloway. I'm the owner of Galloway Building Services. Really appreciate you folks joining us today. We got a great guest. You're going to really enjoy this show tonight because I've been trying to get this young man on this show for a long time because it's so important. Let me tell you a little bit about Galloway Building Services. We do home inspections, building inspections. We're a full-fledged inspection company. So what does that mean, full-fledged inspection company? Well, yes, we do home and building inspections. If you're buying or selling your house, we do a lot of commercial building inspections, PCAs uh, is what we call them. So we do a lot of that. We specialize in that and licensed in that. But we also do construction litigation problems. So say you got a problem out there on the job and it's just something's not right or you don't feel it's right and you you don't know and you just need a third party to take a look at it. We help with that. We also specialize in a lot of construction problems or inspections during construction, like on new homes or a new building that's being done. And you can check us out on our YouTube videos. I got tons of these things out there uh, and learn more about these things. But also, you know, I also help specialize in, sadly, divorces. And if you say you're buying, you know, you got to buy your partner out or you want your partner to buy you out, you want to make sure you get the biggest or the best opportunity for everybody. And, uh, you know, when you get an appraisal, appraisers are only going to tell you it's only worth what the general, you know, consensus of the neighborhood, not your specific ones, but your specific problems. So we kind of put, we put because of our contracting expertise, I'm a building engineer, uh, we can could a price tag to at and identify the problems save you a ton of hassle and my company uh, phone number if you you want to give a hold of us that away six three six three nine four three one one two also you can find us out on the web at www.gallowaybuildingservices.com uh, that's an awesome way to get it. You can find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, all over the place. Uh, <laughs> let's get on with the show because I, I've taken this young man's time. I want to introduce a good man here, Blake House. Blake, he owned, uh, he is the, the manager, right, of this? Market uh, director is my title. What, what is it again? Market director. Market director. Oh, yeah. so does that mean, what does that mean? I direct the market. I know. It had to be explained to me before I took the job. But, yeah, basically, um, I've been given the keys to a branch to to fix crawl spaces, to do basement waterproofing and that kind of thing. Um, I've been doing this stuff for kind of a long time. Uh, Rolling around in crawl spaces is kind of a weird thing to be a specialist in. But uh, I've been doing it for a very long time. Uh, I did it through uh, an international company. So a big-time $2 billion company. I won't mention their name, but... Uh, I worked for them. And so basically it was instructions. Uh, You know what? Uh, Let's do this because this is making other branches a bunch of money. Let's do this because it's making branches, you know. And then slowly but surely, hey, we we can waterproof crawl spaces. We can do encapsulations and vapor barriers in crawl spaces. And that was the instruction I was given. That's what we're going to do now. You go do that. And so I, through this company and everything else, I learned all of the wrong ways to do stuff, all of the wrong ways to do waterproofing all of the wrong ways to do sump pumps, and all of the wrong ways to install an encapsulation, vapor barrier, dehumidifier, you, you name it. 
So um, this opportunity came my way a, a couple years ago where uh, Crawl Space Medic, my company, uh, was branching out and they're franchising. And so uh, my owner uh, purchased this one in St. Louis and uh, that's what we've been doing for the last uh, year and a half uh, is, is, is expanding this business in Illinois, Missouri. So we actually, so we're in the Midwest, and but we have a lot of crawl spaces in the Midwest. But we got even more, don't we? Even the further south we go, correct, correct, yeah. And I am actually the I'm the twentieth location. There's actually twenty five in total. Um, so it's formed in the Carolinas, uh, and all the Carolinas are are historical homes built on crawl spaces. Mm -hmm. And so they developed these systems and used these materials and everything else, and they kind of worked it out just like I did to where they can get you the kind of most bang-for-the-buck products like uh, that, that you need for your home. Basically, tailor-making a service for your crawl space uh, rather than just, you need everything, you know, is, is, is what we're, our, our philosophy is. So tell folks why, you know, I, as a builder, I know why we do it, but tell folks why, why do people build on crawl spaces uh, versus a, uh, you know, a full basement or versus a slab? Well, uh, cost. <laughs> yeah. cost. Obviously, when you're, when you're building the basement, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. You've got to dig further. You've got to pour more concrete and that kind of thing. And so, uh, especially in our area of St. Louis and Missouri and that kind of thing, uh, crawl space additions are very popular. I want to make my bedroom bigger. I want to make my kitchen bigger. And they look at the prices and they're like, well, that's, wow, that's a lot cheaper this way. Let's do this. And uh, crawl spaces exist for a good reason. It's, I mean... Um, you're not on a con you're not just sitting on a slab of concrete. So now, if you need to work on your AC, if you need to work on your pipes, if you need to work on your electric, you hire a guy to go down there and he can fix those things. So we have that advantage to crawl spaces. They exist for a reason. It's just uh, you know, but typically it's because of cost. Right, and that would make. I found out that's what we did a lot when we did a, like a do a room addition or something. You know, it was ridiculous to put a full basement inside of it unless it was specific purposes for it. Uh, crawl space was perfect. Uh, because then I could get it to the same elevation or the same level as the home, mm -hmm. you know, where if it's on a, if I put, if I don't have to step it down, if I'm going to do slab, and slabs are so cold. I mean, yes. or they can be so cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and well, crawl, crawl spaces can be too sometimes, but uh, it's mainly the ease of doing it, of the actual building and everything else. Then there's some other factors that come into it, like if you were to go onto the Illinois side of our river, uh, your Bellevilles and O'Fallons and things like a lot more crawl spaces. They oh, have is a, that right? Yeah, they have a lot higher groundwater table on that side of the river and a lot more clay. And so, obviously, it's more expensive to dig that than it is mm -hmm. uh, some nice, fresh potting soil that we have, like in fluorescent and that kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. so that's, uh, that's kind of uh, another reason why crawl spaces are prevalent. What are some of the issues that you find across more that needs corrected and that's probably done wrong? Well, and originally when crawl spaces were first kind of designed, when we f they first started kind of building these things, the idea is you got a perfect square home. I put a vent here and a vent here and a vent here and a vent here. I open the vents in the summertime, I close the vents in the wintertime, and that takes care of it. And they're right to a degree. Uh, if you get perfect ventilation from one side to the other, yes, absolutely, you're going to be good in the summertime. 
and you close in the wintertime, now my pipes aren't going to freeze. Great. You know, not, I don't need to worry about humidity in that time. But as time has went on, as we've, you know, not every house is a perfect square. So, you know, you have dead zones. You have Y-shaped, V-shaped crawl spaces and things like that where you have dead zones where I don't care how many vents you put on that thing, there's going to be dead zones. There's going to be places where you're not going to get ventilation. And so uh, that's part of what we do is, is, is try to work around that. In addition... Uh, because everyone's more, 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 colder, 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 we keep getting more and more big ducts in our, in our crawl spaces. So bigger, bigger AC units equal bigger, bigger air conditioner ducts that run through your crawl space equals more and more condensation. The hot air from the outside meets the cold air from your ductwork, which causes condensation, which if somebody goes down there to do a service in there, they tap your ductwork and it's a waterfall. And so uh, that's, the, that's just a small amount of moisture that can be released because we keep putting more uh, air conditioning in our crawl spaces. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, my, you know, encapsulations have come to the forefront more and more every year to where it's almost to this point where it's going to be something you need to do to buy a house. You know, it's getting to that point where it's like, okay, what are we doing? Is there a lot of codes that are involved in what you have to do, code requirements that people need to be following? You would think, <laughs> but not really. I mean, um, from the construction aspect of what I do, yes, mm -hmm. obviously. But, uh, I mean, a vapor barrier, and that's, that's part of the problem that you run into. Like, um, that's why if you were to Google an encapsulation service, it'll say somewhere between $1,500 and $15,000. Mm -hmm. That's a big, big gap. And because of that... Um, you know, you can get a chuck in a truck to, you know, tear up a trash bag and roll it over the, over the soil in your crawl space, and that'll kind of take care of some of the moisture. Or you can get the Primo Cadillac of, of, of sealed and, and condensed and 4D humidifiers and whatever else you want if you want to get it that way. And so uh, that's kind of what, what you can do from a crawl space. So the vapor barrier, to make sure that we explain that right to the folks. Oh, yeah. Is that now... I, I know the answer, so, but I know a lot of folks don't. Yes. Are we putting that uh, up underneath our insulation, up underneath our joist? Or are we putting that on the floor? Or what is this? Is what we are on our walls? Where, tell the folks, because I want them to look and say, no, after hearing us today, oh, wow, I got, I got some things here I need to take care of. Yes. You know, and, 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 I want, and it, I don't want to please not only tell us uh, what to, how it's done, where it goes, but what happens if it's not done right? Correct, correct. So uh, crawl spaces have uh, dirt soil. So you, because of that, I don't care how dry that soil is, it has moisture in it. It has water vapor. And because of the, the nature of water vapor, it goes up. So it either goes up into the insulation that you have installed up there, or it goes into the wood structure. And when the wood structure gets uh, wet, gets moisture, it gets, uh, it gets spongy, and then it gets bendy, and then it gets breaky. And so just something as simple as installing a poly vapor barrier on the ground of your crawl space can save you, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars later on down the line. So now when you put that cross, you're putting that bisqueen down, mm -hmm. plastic. Plastic. What mill? <laughs> I, I, I typically use a 10 mill. Uh -huh. Oh, that's great. In our neighborhood, in, in our area. So, and that's something else that I really stress with our company is you can get a 20 mil, you can get a, I think you can buy a 50 mil. I don't even know what the, a roll of that stuff looks like. But because of our soil type and, and, and that kind of thing, like a 10 mil poly will get you where you need to be. Mm -hmm. We don't live... In, here, in, here in St. Louis, we don't live in a swamp. We don't live in the Rockies. It's more than enough to, to take care of our soil types. And so that's what I target people towards is the most bang for the buck. 
So when you lay this uh, visqueen down, mm -hmm. plastic down on the ground here, uh, and do you seal the edges, to, or do you just overlap it? Or, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, though no, that's that's the key thing. You want no exposed soil at all. Yeah, that's the key thing. We stake it, we seam it, we tape it. We make it all one piece to make sure nothing nothing leaves that stuff. Um, it's also important to mechanically fasten uh, vapor barrier to the walls when you're doing that that application of it. Because, uh, you know, when it's, it can be 30 degrees when you drive to work and 80 degrees when you drive home from work. Because of our fluctuating temperature that's here, um, when you use, try to use adhesives and caulks and things like that to adhere a plastic to concrete, it never works. I don't care if it's a day later or three years later, it's going to fail. And so because of that, I always mechanically fasten. We use little Christmas tree fasteners, drill into the foundation, and actually adhere the vapor barrier. So it'll stay there as long as your house does. That's great. That way, when you're down there rolling around trying to get you for service your furnace, and we see a lot of furnaces and oh, yeah. stuff down here now. Oh, yeah. uh, it, you, the, you know, the guy, the, the technician is not going to accidentally pull it apart. Correct. Because yes. that, I mean, they would never, you know, they don't mean to, but it's tight down there, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely and Lord not. only knows what they find down there. We'll talk about that later. Oh, uh, I, got, uh, I got some stories. Bro. Oh, yeah, that's great because <laughs> we love some of them. Uh, yeah. so, uh, so now my peers, mm -hmm. we are seeing a lot uh, when I'm doing inspections, a lot of peer issues and post mm -hmm. issues. Uh, how can folks know uh, about the peers if we're looking at themselves and how, what can you do to help them? Mm -hmm. You know, how do they know if the peers are there? But I see in my world a lot of times that's just concrete blocks laying on the ground. Oh, yeah. Or, you, or you're like... And they call that a pier. Oh, absolutely. Or there's a stack of bricks that's there, and you're like, huh. And you actually can take the brick out. You like those? Where you uh -huh, can just... Yeah. Well, that's not probably I think it's a much. game, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah. It's like Jenga, exactly. It's Jenga under your house where it's supporting structure. Yeah. It's a real fun game. It's a real fun game that, that I see more and more. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, the key thing is, um, you know, you'll see like uh, little jacks you can buy at Home Depot and things like that where it's a metal jack and they kind of crank the thing and they put it under a joist. Hopefully they put it under a joist or something that, you know, not the subflooring because I've seen that too. That's scary. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. They, 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 oh, wow. They, they get bold now. They get bold, Troy. Yeah. Uh, to try oh, to hey, you pay for what you get. You get it, you know, oh, you got a tail light warranty, absolutely. which we've talked about a lot of times on, you know, yeah. you get, that's what you get. Absolutely. And especially with... Which we'll talk about warranties before we're out of here. Yes, exactly. So with crawl spaces especially, like, you know, no one's ever going to look at the thing. Like, and, and from an inspector standpoint, no offense, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's the, the, the crawl space inspection consists of... Uh, the guy opened the access and took some pictures from the access. And a lot of times that is your crawl space inspection. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that for inspectors, now I'll belly up then there if I can. Sure. But if it's unsafe, oh, I'm not going. Absolutely. And some of them things I find in there, they're unsafe. Oh, absolutely. I'm not crawling underneath absolutely. there. The animals, well, we can deal with them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've dealt with my fear animals. But I make plenty of noise, let them get out of there. Uh, but <laughs> Typically, they're going to go the other way. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's why we don't, because we don't, that's not our job. But sure. Oh, but, no. but as an inspector, what we should be doing is saying it's limited access. So mm -hmm. we really don't know. And if we see things, we need to make people aware of it and then let people aware that, this is the tone, or, you know, Blake and his company can be people that can take care of it. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's definitely something that... Or at least that, give a, a more verified information. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, and, and lots of times, the, the crawl spaces that nobody wants to get in are the ones that typically hide the biggest problems. Always. 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 
And I ain't going in there. Actually, yeah. I, so I, and what I even found even worse, hardest for us is that is the access is so low for, and I'm, I'm going to ask you how you, how you attend to that mm-hmm. because some of our clearance space, you know, if you're a kind of a heavy fella, you're not squeezing through them places, Absolutely. you know, uh, and up and back up inside of them, you know, and when you go up over a hump of dirt and then the other side. And, mm-hmm. and so how do you attend to that whenever the clearance is so, you just got like tiny people that you send in there? I try to, yeah. Tunnel yeah. Rats? I, oh, yeah, I try to, yeah. No, I try to get as tiny as possible. But uh, one of the key things, I mean, it, it, it's on a case-by-case basis, obviously. But like, you know, sometimes you got to dig a little foxhole. Sometimes you got to dig a little trench mm-hmm. to get from one side to the other because, you know, your soil is, you know, underneath the I-beam, the center I-beam, the center girder of the house, you only got this much clearance. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can get to the other side, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are time, a lot of times where I'll, I always got a utility shovel with me, and also I'll dig a little trench to get to the other side to make sure that I can see all four corners of that crawl space. You know, I've been often thinking about getting a, a drone, like a little four-wheel drive car, trucks or something, yeah. and, uh, and see if I could... But I always I've been worried that I'd get lost in there and then I'd I'd lose hundreds of dollars, yeah. you know, or get stuck or you know, yeah. It's just you never know with crawl spaces because the terrain can be you know rock, 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 water, mud, you know, like you can you can be in all different kinds of terrain in the same crawl space. And so, yeah, I've looked into that myself, too. Just so how do you folks verify the peers? I, I, I kind of got sidetracked, forgive me, folks. No, but no. how do you verify the peering so as you know that it's even adequate or to code or... Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's kind of the game you play. It depends on municipality and corner to corner and everything else. But uh, you dig down as far as you can and see how the structure looks. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing you can do as far as far as making sure that your peering is correct. You know, the biggest thing is you look for telltale signs of like, oh, here's some ceramic tile that's under that's touching the board between here. Oh, here's some wooden shims that kind of touched at some point. You're gonna get kicked out of that today. Yeah, just today I found one with plastic shims, and of course they're compressed already. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, and uh, uh, plastic plastic shims. Well, they're not going to rot. They're that's, just not going to hold true. plastic. I, I've never, I've never, I mean, I've never seen this before. Yeah. I, I shook, shook my head, and um, you know, I don't, uh, <laughs> they do, I, they do exist, but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. That, just the nature of plastic alone. Why would you use that as a structure? Yeah, house flipper. Yeah, you know, not uh, there's great house flippers out there. Great house flippers, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of them folks out there is all about the money, and they don't care one bit. You know, especially those who are got companies that come in from out of the country. You can't even sue these guys, you know. And there's a lot of these investors, yeah. for, and I know I work for them all around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are good, some of them are not. Mm-hmm. So anyway, with that being said, uh, okay. So we kind of looked at the peers. Talk about the posts that we're finding and attachment to the beams. What do you see a lot that's happening there that's good, bad, or things that you think that, I mean, and correction issues? Because I've sent you out to some that you, you literally said, this is, uh, we're not screwing with this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, obviously when you're talking structure, especially when you're under the house and mm-hmm. looking at some structure, you're like, uh, and you back out slowly sometimes. But uh, the key thing is uh, there... When, when, especially with the, in, in relation to house flippers, especially, um, they're just looking to get the floor even. Mm-hmm. Let's get the floor as level as we can so we can put in that brand new, you know, snap together, you know, that nice, uh, what is that, life proof? What is that? 
Oh, there's a tons of uh, uh, What am I looking Vinyl plank. Vinyl plank is what I was looking for. You do those snap together vinyl plank, make that look nice, put the nice backsplash, get the new fixtures, get all that stuff, make it look nice and new. And then, you know, but underneath you have a board that's sitting in mud that's supporting all of that stuff. And so as soon as we get a, a wetter day or whatever, it starts to wear that board. That board is straight earth to wood contact. And that ain't going to last very long. Mm. And I even see it. treated wood, folks. Oh, it treated wood is not ground tack. I tell us all the time in my videos. Treated wood is not. I know it's a mis. A lot of folks don't think that, but it's not a ground contact material. Correct. It's not ground Correct. contact rated. Exactly. Exactly. And same thing to be said for metal. I mean, like I said, oh, those, yeah. those steel jacks that you can get where they'll just you know kind of crank the thing. It's still metal, and so over time, metal is going to corrode. Mm -hmm. And because there's water washing over the top of that, it's going to wear out and rust that bo the bottom of that pier. And so eventually, that's going to fail on you too. So that's why you want to do uh, concrete piers with Simpson strong ties with wood. Mm -hmm. And so that's you know that's the only way I know how to do post piers. Is uh, is the tried and true method of making sure that it's it's this step to make sure that it's structure safe. You know, and I got a lot of it. I, and actually, you was, we was just laughing about that construction fails the video, and some mm -hmm. of them I got some of the concrete blocks, and you saw when you watched it, literally they're they're leaning. I mean, they just got them stacked, and they're and they're not any plumbs, not straight up and down, and they're just leaning. And it looks like they're going to fall over. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, now, how would you guys got this job to fix it? Tell mm -hmm. us some of the things that you would want to, how you would attend to fixing these things that look like you don't, we need to be underneath the house. Yeah. But yeah. Can, and, and, can they be saved? Most of the time we can save them. It depends to what degree you have to do removal and reinstalls. Um, but a lot of times, I mean, you can fix a lot of stupidity with a good couple post piers and a drop girder. When it's done right, when it's done structurally to make sure that everything is secured, you can save a lot of things like this. And so when it's done properly. Good. Yeah. So I know that's a, I, we see a lot of and, and I see four by four posts, not straight up. I wonder if the house has moved or if they was just like, you know, not dark and they can't see what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know. And I see a lot of them without the Bisqueen. These people go, and I've seen companies come in there all the time say, you don't need that. Or, or I see it underneath the, sh the, the insulation. And then, you know, it's got the paperback crafted. Mm -hmm. and, so, yeah. you know, and they call it, and that's a vapor barrier. That mm -hmm. is a vapor barrier. It's a vapor barrier. But it's termite food, too, underneath Absolutely. the house, which termites. Mm -hmm. What do oh, you yeah. guys see about up underneath there and these termites? Yeah, and that's, that's one of the other main draws of what we do is, um, you know, termites like two things. They like wood and moisture. And so when you have direct earth, direct water, direct wood, you just, you created a perfect environment for termites. And so that's another thing that the vapor barrier, just something as simple as rolling a piece of plastic over that dirt can prevent. And uh, less moisture, less wood, earth to wood contact is always a good thing. You, now, do you recommend ever to put a dehumidifier in one? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there are times, and that's and that, again, that's what I think separates my company from some other companies that offer s similar services to us. Is we prescribe what's necessary. So there are times where you know what you got a perfect square home. If I open these vents, if I install this vapor barrier, if you open and shut your your vents when you're supposed to. I can save you some money. You don't need a dehumidifier. But then there's others where, you know what, because of the, the, the space of your crawl space, because of how it's placed, you're never going to get proper ventilation. We have to seal it off and install a dehumidifier. Yeah, and actually in some, in, in some areas of the country now it's code. 
It is code, yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. not here. Correct. Not, not no. that, okay, I wanted no. to make sure. No, not wasn't. here. Okay. No, no. There are def- definitely uh, different areas that have different codes to, to, to follow the crawl space, but, uh, you know, you just you follow the law. Yeah, and then, of course, the wiring. I always worry about <laughs> when I'm underneath that house, you know, and a hot wire. You guys run across much of that uh, crazy wire? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of like old speaker wire and phone wire and you're scratching your head like, there's no way they use this anymore, right? And But, you you know, you, you hang it all the same. Mm-hmm. You get it out of your way and hang it all the same. I don't care what, it, you, you know, unless you see it laying on the ground where it's unplugged from something, you you rehang it and get it out of your way because you never know what's what's active, what's not active. Maybe that next customer wants to use that weird speaker that's over in the corner. I don't know. You save it there for them. So, yeah. Let's go to the uh, our perimeter walls. Mm-hmm. So what are we looking at when you're in there for uh, moisture? What can you do for waterproofing? Because mm-hmm. you, you did say waterproofing. Oh, absolutely. And uh, which, uh, so what, do you, what, can, what are you looking for when you do a uh, foundation or a basement inspection? Um, so, yeah, obviously the, the perimeter walls are just important. You know, the ground is, you know, the, the straight exposed dirt is obviously the, the key thing. But even hollow block, concrete, whatever, you still have earth. You still have earth that's pressed up against the foundation. And so because there is water pressure there, it can seep in through the walls. Concrete is porous. And mm-hmm. so especially with hollow blocks where uh, it can seep in from the walls. So one of the main failures of old-style ty- old vapor barrier was... Um, they would kind of sit it along the edges and put it uh, just covering the floor but not going up the walls. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with that is now you have seepage from the walls. Guess what? You just created a little water slide where mm-hmm. now the water seeping from the wall onto the top of your brand new vapor barrier and flowing down. And so it's very important that you know the grade all the way around the house when installing that vapor barrier product up the walls. Because if you have a higher or lower, if you're not bringing that vapor barrier up to the grade of the home, then you have created a place where the water can possibly wash over. And now, all that work that you just did to seal it up was for nothing because now you're getting water on top of it. I actually made it worse. You actually made it worse because now it's, now it's just going to sit there stagnant and be, mm-hmm. be some nasty water. Good for mosquitoes and bugs and stuff like that. They love finding that. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah they sure do. <laughs> Uh, and, and have you encountered very often in some of these uh, cross spaces where they have actually installed a sump pit? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, that is something that we do, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and as far as prescribing it, it depends. You know, sometimes you need to do a foundation drain tile all the way along the foundation to catch wherever the water is, depending on your slopes and things like that. But, yeah, a pit and pump is oftentimes key. Um, you know, you see that all the time, you know, when you're, you, mm-hmm. when you're inspecting crawl spaces, I'm sure, where well, you're like, needs them, drain, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, when we do see that. But, Absolutely. Uh, we know most folks don't want to hear that when we do that at that time. It's, but when you're doing a building, when a new building, we always put in, well, we do, interior and exterior drain. Yes. And tie it all together, mm-hmm. though that's not necessarily a code issue always. Sometimes, sometimes, a room addition should be, but they're just not. All crawl spaces should have drain. In my opinion, should have drain tile. Absolutely. And if you don't have a pump, at least get a pit, just at least get it drained away out of the house, exactly. depending on the ground. Exactly. And it's, again, it's a case-by-case basis. Every house is different. Every 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 plot of land is shaped differently. And so it's all it's all key to what it looks like, you know, when you're there. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, that's that is. So when I'm on my, now I'm on my back to my walls again because mm-hmm. we're always wrong to edge with the sump pit. Now we're looking at my band boards and we talk about leakage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, seepage coming through. We get sometimes if our elevation is too high or drainage issues of our sound, we get moisture coming in around our band boards and our and our plates, mm-hmm. and which I find to be what I'm looking for. I'm looking. I see a lot of really heavily damaged stuff. Now, what can you do to help fix that, or can you? There, again, there, there are some weird situations where, like, if it's really poorly graded, uh, sometimes, obviously, if your seal plate goes above the grade of the house, which I've seen, which really shouldn't happen, no. uh, but it does happen. If that's the case, then, yeah, now you need to attack that from the outside because there's no way you're going to keep when, – when dirt is pressed up against a bandboard, there's no way you're going to keep water out of there. Um, dehumidifiers and things like that will definitely help. Um, from a structure standpoint, if it's just a especially wet side of the house or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, that for situations like that, that might be where it, it needs to be regraded from the outside. Yeah, and I get, and believe it or not, folks, I see a lot of brand new construction that this uh, brand new homes that they got the elevation too high. It's, uh, so you know, six to eight inches. I know you know, but six to eight inches below grade is where you're uh, the gra- the ground level versus the top plate. So, and the reason is, is when our area is for snow. Now, that other areas it's higher. Some areas it's different. But you always want a few inches up out of the ground. And, Absolutely. Uh, but I see that all the time. I see that a lot in new construction where the grade they, and. But I want to make sure that folks don't automatically think that's something you do. But what if it's damaged? Do you replace the band boards? Can yes. you do that type of work? Yeah, we, 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 we sister joists, we replace seal plates, band boards, all that good stuff. Things that are prevalent during water damage and termite damage and all that good stuff. We, 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 we uh, work hand in hand to fix those things. And what about the wiring? If they did have wiring issues, because a lot of times they do, do you bring out an electric, uh, electrician? I, I will bring out an electrician, yes. I keep everything to the professionals. So mm-hmm. uh, my, my, my ground rule is I don't want to paint anything. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to finish anything. I don't want to drywall anything. Um, I, I just want to focus on structure. I want to focus on what's in a crawl space. I stay in my lane. And that's also why I work good with other companies mm-hmm. is uh, uh, networking organizations and things like that because I stay in my lane. I fix what I know I can fix. And then, hey, I got this guy. Hey, I got this guy. And uh, so I work well in those circles. You know why it's important, folks? It's because one day somebody's he's going, you're going to sell your house. And somebody's going to be looking underneath there. And if that's not done right, and it's not done to code, then it's going to cost a ton of money. So by just getting a lot of these guys do it for half price, and you're getting half job done, it's going to cost you tons more later every time. Absolutely. So, uh, so that's good to know that. Because that is a lot of problems. And uh, Now, for HVAC, now, oh, oh, I won't get back to electric, because it's hard for me to picture Plumbers, yeah, they're good about crawling underneath there because, you know, that's, they're you know, used to. But, but electricians, that just doesn't seem a place that I can find good, you know, good electricians want to belly up underneath there. Do you guys have some good people you it work with? It can be tricky, but yeah, no, uh, through, through the course of doing this over years and years, yeah, I've made some partnerships with people that are like, you know, I'm sure the technicians are like, oh, this guy again, you know, but I know they do quality work and that's what's important. That is important, especially when you don't see it. Exactly. And which I'm going to move into this, mice. Yeah. This is mouse season, as it we is. know. They're coming in. Uh, and they eat wire. 
They eat everything. Mm -hmm. uh, do you run across? Do you run across much of that? I know a great guy that uh, you probably know too. Who, and he's been on my radio show, so uh, we won't go there right this minute. But anyway, uh, <laughs> now I don't want to know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, well, I have to send you the link. Check oh, yeah. out the that's radio right. show that's for right. the that's inspector right. company. Yep. But he, uh, but he's through BNI, so you probably. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah, I, probably know. I, yeah, I think I know. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. We'll talk uh, about it. Yeah, about it. Uh, anyway, because I. So what do you guys do when we find, like, mice nest or something? I mean, do you uh, – uh, because we're going to move into another subject here. So if you find a nest of mice, do you call the exterminator? Do you just kill the mice? We or, can. So or a pet? We can. A pet. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a story yeah. that I got. Yeah. We, we name him Ben. Yeah. We go down. No, no. Um, uh, in a previous life, I did a lot of wildlife and pest control in my day. I'll just put it that way. And so I have, ex I have extensive knowledge in exclusion, what we call exclusion services, where you seal up critter entry points and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, hand in hand, uh, unfortunately, when you are under those things, you find a lot of critter entry points. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I will make that a part of my service. Uh, 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 you know, all a mouse needs is the size of a pencil to fit its body into. And so when you know that, when you can walk around the outside of a house, can I shove a pencil there? Can I shove It scares you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, something as simple as applying some steel wool or sealing up some, some different critter entry points, it'll, it'll save you down the road when, when temperatures start to drop and things start to move in. Yeah, but they're moving in now. So, I, yep. I, so one of the stories I just got, it's so funny, you know, my, uh, my, my, my sister's left, and left us now. But uh, she had pet rats. Okay. And, okay, so wife, ex-wife one and ex-wife two are living together in the same little apartment complex. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my sister's ex-wife one. And so ex-wife two sees a rat. Well, naturally, she, she kills the rat. It was my sister's pet. Oh. <laughs> and it was, and it got away. It was living underneath the crawl space, and it come up underneath sure. to her, uh, to her unit. Yeah. I don't blame her. I'd have killed that gum thing, too. They're scouting out. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Oh, One boy. One man's pet is another man's rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have killed it, too. That's yeah, so funny. No. We, we, we teased her right to her dying day. But there's all kinds of varmints get up underneath these things. Oh, yeah. You know, and we get skunks underneath there. And Tell us some of the things that you've seen up underneath. That's the, the yeah, you mentioned the first one. That's the only time I've ever turned tail and went the other way, like, Snakes and things, like, yeah, there's definitely been some snake wrangling that I had to do to get my technicians into a crawl space to do some stuff. Yeah, yeah I bet. But, eh, you know, usually I go in, they go the other way. Um, groundhog burrows are, are popular. Oh, I never and, thought of oh, that. Oh, man, and they can do some stuff. Like, they can really tear out, I mean, you can see what they do to porches and driveways mm -hmm. and things like that when you have a good-sized burrow. I mean, they're hauling out the underneath of that. And so when you see that on a porch, when you see that on a driveway, or when you see it next to a pier in a crawl space, that's really hollowing out the dirt that makes up the part of your structure. And right. So that can be some scary stuff sometimes. So do you, do you catch them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's trap I them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've caught some groundhogs and some raccoons and different things like that. Yeah. I bet. I mean, because I've had, I've had homes that we've had skunks living underneath there, and mm -hmm. we can, nobody can get up underneath it. Yeah. Uh, and something that I wanted, to, I wanted to say a little bit back ago for the people that when they get a home inspection, they need, if an inspector cannot get up underneath that house, that inspector should make a note that this needs, I cannot thoroughly inspect it, and yes. it needs, and it requires a more thorough investigation. 
you know, uh, observation. Because we're not supposed to be, we're supposed to be non-intrusive. Absolutely. But sometimes you've got to be a little intrusive. I, a, perfect, a perfect example, and I feel so sorry for this young man, but I did the inspection, and he was so emotionally involved, he was so happy about buying his house, but I told him I could not look up underneath his, his crawl space. It was only, it was, it was oddly enough, it was pretty much all slab, but right in the center of the house, the old original house, there was a crawl space, and there was a trap door. And, uh, that, and, you, and it wasn't any room to crawl up underneath there. But he had had some wash out, probably from a varmint or something, mm-hmm. like what you were saying. Sure. And by the time you could get in there, it had destroyed the whole front of the foundation, and he was having big problems. Yeah. And just because he didn't take the moment to read and to go deeper into it. Yeah. So, I mean, is that important, you know? And oh, what, absolutely. I mean, the house, the, we always say that the, the, you know, the, the roof is important, but the, the roof is not worth 10 cents if you've got a foundation falling. Exactly. Yeah. Start from the ground. Start from the start from the the top to the bottom. You know, if if one fails, then sometimes the other one does. So we also here in in our part of the world, we get a, and, and a lot of muds. Well, not necessarily us, but other parts of the world or country, where we get mudslides and we're on hillsides and mm-hmm. we don't and we really don't get down to we get you know our, we're on rock. And the guys cheat, you know, and they hit a little rock and they're fine because the rock's really a pain to dig out and make for a pier, mm-hmm. uh, which great piering if you do oh, it yeah. right, but slip it down <laughs> the hills. Yeah. We get a lot of, we're getting, you know, like driveway, you know, streets, mm-hmm. well, even our streets, so, sure. you know, uh, so, so our streets are even, are dry, you know, smooth. So mm-hmm. what do you guys, what do you, do you see much of this in crawl spaces? Is this something that you run across into often? Rock? No, houses moving. <laughs> oh, moving, yes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, rock, I mean, when yeah. you're in Missouri, if you don't find a rock... Oh, yeah, you're, no, yeah. Somebody, you, somebody you were looking, yeah. you, you didn't look close yeah. enough. But you're not yeah, stoned I mean, enough. You know, obviously, the closer you, in our territory, the closer you get to the Ozarks, the more rock you hit. Mm-hmm. And as you know, as you go down that 55 corridor, as you go closer to the Ozarks, that's what you're going to run into is more and more rock. And, uh, you know, I've learned more and more about uh, dead man's anchors. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> do you know what a dead man? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you do. Explain, tell them what a dead man's anchor. Well, is. a dead man anchor actually for your foundation, it just is nothing more than you know you drop down and then just it goes out of the out of the building. It's kind of like, um, and then it's like sometimes we put big plates, sometimes your bells. There's all kinds of different kinds of systems. But basically, I'm going to do it like this with my ink pen. So you got this. I got my steel plate holding my my foundation, uh-huh. and then I got something way back here in the back, and then I would like to see myself now a lot of these companies do not do this with these but i like to see this concrete all the way back yep. you know in case this and then uh, why concrete and then have it bellied uh, have it bailed out uh, to, that way it takes it takes, it'll absolutely hold it from sliding down that Correct. hill because we do it all the time mm-hmm. but we're also finding a lot that uh and i don't know if you guys see this often but where we ha- and actually i'm going i'm going to look at this on a new construction tomorrow yeah. whereas that uh, the house is slipping down the hill because they didn't put the piers in deep enough. Mm-hmm. And they went to the 32 inches, which is our code. That's the code. Uh, here in where I'm at in the St. Louis mm-hmm. region. Uh, but they went deep enough, but not for the soil. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys, do you, do you what, how do you attend to that? Do you, do you call a soil engineer out to if you find plastic or something? <sighs> Not necessarily. It depends on, again, case-by-case basis, obviously. But, like, you know, let's talk fluorescent. So fluorescent is, I mean, it was an orchard. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's potting soil. Like, you want to grow some stuff, go grow it in fluorescent. 
Uh, but because it's such soft soil, you got to dig deeper. You got to do more digging to get down, so you can pour more concrete to create more structure because of the 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 ground being so soft and being so spongy.、Mm-hmm. Whereas you're harder when you cut out some clay. I mean, like you know, a lot of times you don't even need to do drain tile because you've just cut a path through clay,、mm-hmm. and that'll carry the water. You know, right, it's, right it's, for your drain tile. Absolutely. absolutely, yeah. So I want you to also go for the folks to think about this, though. When I, and I know you know this, but、mm-hmm. so what, a lot of our this part of the world we have what we call plastic soil. And I got videos on this, so you can just go to my videos and look out there on YouTube. But plastic soil, how do you know if you got plastic? Is it's very expansive, and you just when you cut it open, it, you just slice it. It looks like Play-Doh, and it has all kinds、mm-hmm. of different streaks in it. Now, that's not a scientific valuation, but if you <laughs> see this, this is when you do go get a soil engineer. Call me. And we'll help you get you taken care of. But、uh, you get a soil engineer, and he'll tell you exactly that actually. Why you want to do that is because that way it's his John Henry warranty, and it's、yeah. not you. Correct. I mean that's his specialty,、mm-hmm. and it'll make sure that he takes it's done and the pier is done deep enough. Because this guy's he's like twenty thirty feet and it's still not deep enough for his piers. And so when I go out to take a look at it, I'm going to be looking to see you know where's your engineering report, who did it, you know,、yeah. and, and what possibly could have changed. That plastic soil has a, such a tendency. To it, literally. So I've had homes literally will raise anywhere from three quarters to two inches every year, up、mm-hmm. and down, up and down, because that plastic soil dries out. It drops, folks, and then and then it shrinks, then it swells, and it lifts that house right up.、Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are in such a little tiny area,、yeah. you know, it's kind of difficult. Now I don't know that we have as if that would be as big as problem or not. That's kind of one of my questions. Yeah,、uh, it's long、uh, ways of getting there.、That's、it's a long of, ways of getting there, but yeah, that's that's you know you. It's case by case basis, obviously.、Um, sometimes I do consult a structural engineer. Sometimes、mm-hmm. I do get get the experts involved, depending on what the soil type is.、Um, but yeah, you just you want to make sure it's to code and make sure everything's done right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then sometimes it's best, folks, to spend that little extra money because、mm-hmm. there's nothing more. You know, Blake will do whatever you want, <laughs> but he's going to tell you. You know, you're not really going to. This is not. You're not going to solve your problem. You know, I'm、Correct. not going to warranty this. Correct. You know, and we'll talk about warranties at the end yes, here because、yeah. warranties are so important in today's、mm-hmm. world. Absolutely.、Uh, but tell us some of the creatures that you found out, some horror stories down there, because <laughs> I got a beautiful one、yeah. that I just saw the other day on TV. Sure, sure. And I, I, I which like, I posted. Someday I'll do like a flip book of just like pop a top beer cans that I find in crawl spaces because that's a very popular thing to find. Like you know,、uh, random soda bottles, just old you know relics from things. Um, especially when homes were built like Depression era and things, like it seems like people didn't want to leave anything. Like I'll need this piece of siding, I'll need this, you know, steel beam or whatever. You know, guess where they store it in the crawl space, and so it just kind of sits there and rots. And so one of the key、uh, things that I offer is 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 removal, is hollowing, is getting that stuff out of there because. Something as simple as you know an old car seat or an old tire that oh I, that's for my you know forty seven whatever you know I'm I'm gonna need that later yeah, never gonna need that but it sits there anyway and so it st- slowly starts to rot and so now that tire is now a harborage for mosquito larvae and the, oh here comes the mice they got something to drink now and they're tired and like so one of the key things that we 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 offer is just something as simple as hallway. 
Get that old insulation out of there. Get all that old stuff that you don't need because it's just a harborage for critters and moisture and everything else. So, yeah. Yeah, so insulation, do you guys re-insulate the floors? Correct, correct. Now, I'm running across more and more where they actually, when they, they spray foam. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you guys do that? Absolutely. That tell, is, us more, tell us something about that because so, I, I find this absolutely exciting and awesome. So for the longest time um, in a crawl space, when you would insulate, they would just insulate the floor joists. So you, you, know, you put your vapor barrier the right way and you install your, your batted fiberglass insulation along the joists. Well, that's good. It's protecting the floors, but you're already losing the battle because you're already letting the cold air into the crawl space before it's actually going to get affected by protecting your floors. So my philosophy is keep it out of the crawl space altogether. So, and we'll do that a number of different ways. Um, uh, closed cell spray foam insulation is a very popular way that we'll do it, um, depending on, you know, uh, uh, accessibility and that kind of thing. But it's, it's, it's something you can just slather onto the walls and it's filling in all the gaps and all the creases and all the little, any place where air might be traveling between your little, your little gaps in the, in the hollow blocks. It'll seal all that off and, 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 and be a whole lot better for you. So it's not a spray on it. Uh, oh, no, it's a closed cell spray foam oh, okay. insulation. Yeah, no, uh-huh. absolutely. We'll do that. Um, there's also uh, styrofoam board is something that I've been, I've been using a lot more lately just because it's more tried and true. It still has a moisture barrier. It still has a vapor barrier that's on the actual product. But what I'll do is I'll use it in conjunction with our encapsulations. So instead of a vapor barrier going up the walls and to the floor, now I'll use that styrofoam board and attach that the same way and then attach my vapor barrier to that. So now, not only am I encapsulating, I'm also adding some R value and trying to keep that, that, that cold air out of that crawl space. I like that idea. Yeah, I do. I think, I've not seen that yet, but I like that it's idea. A, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, like I said. It's it's probably, a, is it cheaper than using a spray? Because I know that's not. Uh, slightly, yes, yes. And yeah. then, of course, you don't have the off-gassing either that you Correct. get off that's, the, And that's part of the issue is, you know, the guy's got to wear masks and things like that because it's two, it's two components when mixed together, you know. It's, it's, once it dries, it's perfectly safe, but application is a is a concern and so uh you know anytime you're doing anything in crawl spaces i you know i want to take care of my guys and so ventilation breathability is always a key thing to that so uh, yeah want to know more about this off-gassing check out one of my past uh, videos that we've done just on insulation i think it was a two-part series or something mm-hmm. on that it was a great and it, what part of it is that type of gas you know Correct. some of the, the gas is coming from but not just gas is coming from that but that's one of the biggest ones we've having trouble with but done right it is. I oh, swear great. by it. I think it's just most fabulous product. Of, and, and for those of us that are interested in making our homes energy efficient, but yet, you know, conservation approved, that's mm-hmm. the best way of doing it. Oh, it really is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great stuff that they're coming out with. I mean, it's antimicrobial, anti-mold, like all these things, all these concerns that you have, you know, like, like I said, we'll use, we'll use spray foam in conjunction with our vapor barriers to create an encapsulation that way and then add an R value. But it depends on, you know, accessibility, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, breathability. Yeah. Well, that is really awesome. So tell us a little bit now about your warranties and, and what's the difference between you, why your warranty is better than other people's or worse than others. Okay. I mean, other people have, now, we know taillight warranties. You could t- correct. Correct. So uh, obviously the bulk of my business is, is plastic, is putting a poly vapor barrier onto the floor, uh, onto the ground of a crawl space. Now, um, I have a 25-year material warranty on that product itself meaning natural moisture, natural thing, it ain't going to break down. 
That, that much we can guarantee. But because of the nature of a piece of plastic, when your electrician goes down to make some adjustments, when your AC guy goes down to check your HVAC lines, um, there is that possibility where, oopsie, I dropped a screwdriver, or oopsie, you know, the, oopsies happen. And so because of just the slightest puncture to this vapor barrier, now you kind of compromise the whole thing because mm-hmm. now you've allowed for a place where, where, where water vapor, where moisture can possibly escape. And so it's a tricky thing to, to uh, warranty, but that's what I offer is a natural warranty. Mm-hmm. As for 25 years, yes. and no, I think that's and that's all you can do. And actually, I would recommend and uh, you know, folks, it is that if you got a tradesman going underneath there, you tell him to get some boards to lay on, Correct. and, and uh, that he uh, that he does a video. Go remember that, folks. That that would your tradesman go in after you know you get a, a waterproof of this kind of stuff work done on your crawl space. Have him have him do a video going in your tradesman's and a video coming out. And, uh, and actually, you know, it wouldn't, you probably do it too already, you know, give them pictures and stuff of what the end product looks like. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, for a guy my age, we don't really want to crawl underneath that 12-inch, you know, and I don't want to crawl through them tunnels that you made. You yeah. Know? I did that in Vietnam. I'm done with that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't want to know what's at the other end of that tunnel yeah. no more. Yeah, I'm too man. old to run. Absolutely, absolutely. But, yeah, it's, I mean, and I always leave, like, a little partial roll of tape. So we have, like, a waterproofing seam tape that we use to adhere the vapor barrier to each other. And so I always leave, like, a little partial roll because oopsies do happen. And so I want them to have that availability, you know, that available to them just in case something like that happens. Mm-hmm. And so always keeping a little roll of tape by the access is... is yeah, just make sure your tradesman's got some, like, some luon down or something on there. Exactly. The way they can drag it out. You know, heck with that, you know, that's their responsibility. You know, sure. but you know that's my opinion. You know, if you're but gonna, yeah, you know, but yeah, that's why that's why the warranty kind of is what it is. Yeah. it's a hard thing to to, to guarantee. But. Yeah, and it really is. And mm-hmm. I know that. And trying to jack up boards that are warped, you're never going to make them ever. You know, you can't put. You, well, how's that? You can't put lipstick on a pig, and you know, and, and call it beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least it's you know got lipstick, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's we do need to worry. You know, the people need to think about that. We got a lot of a lot of moisture issues around here in our in, in our foundations a lot. And yep. so I I got to tell one last story that I just saw, and I think I just posted it on my Facebook page. I need to put it elsewhere. It wasn't my experience. But we're in bear season, and they're going into hibernate right now, you know. And, yeah, oh, you probably said you I saw it on Facebook. I yeah, I, yeah and it's not, like, <laughs> I, I, I took credit. I didn't do it. You know, it wasn't my job. But, yeah. but anyway, it was so funny because that bear crawled underneath there, underneath their crawl space, lived there all winter, which, you know, you can't blame the bear. It's a nice warm spot, probably had nice Christmas music playing on sure. uh, and treats falling, you know, into the cracks. But come springtime, that bear was coming out of that foundation, and they got a picture. Get to you got to check that out. It is hilarious. And that bear come, that big old black yeah. bear comes out. Yeah, oh, it's and, huge. And Mama Bear is mad. She's hungry, <laughs> and we all know when Mama Bear is hungry. Get the heck out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been the popular question. I've never seen a bear, unfortunately. But, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it was such a big bear. Like, it could – you could yeah, so you're talking about mice. I mean, you're, you're talking maybe a two-foot by two-foot access yeah. maybe with this big old bear. Like, barreling through the, the thing. Yeah, that was, it was impressive to see. Oh, I thought you'd have heard it snoring. Right? <laughs> you always wonder. I told my wife, I said, I, yeah, well, I, maybe I shouldn't put this out here, but I told my <laughs> wife, I said, that looks like a bear rug to me. That thing ain't getting nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, honestly, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wink. wink, wink, nod, nod. 
but well, now that we got bear around here, heck, you know, then it's crazy. But now a lot of ground bees and stuff, and bees and stuff, oh, and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah, that's why really I think it's just great to hire somebody like yourself to get up underneath there, take a look at it. This isn't a place that amateurs want to get up underneath there. And I mean, we hear nine one one stories or people, older guys in particular, because we think we can do everything like we did when we was younger. We get in there and get stuck. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, can't turn around, or you know, and or whenever that snake starts biting at you, you bounce your head <laughs> off that floor joist to go out cold. You know, sure. Uh, well, anyway, Blake, thank you for coming on to the show. I appreciate you greatly. Do you have anything more you wanted to add, or any stories, or any advice that you'd like to share with the folks? No, not really. I mean, I'm very happy. Um, like I said, this. This has been, uh, with this company in particular, this has been the most beneficial, the, the, the healthiest I've felt, the safest I've felt. I know it sounds weird with crawl spaces, but like as far as a, a company allowing me to run things the way I want to, mm-hmm. not, not making me constrain, because California does it this way, you have to do it this way. I haven't had to do that yet. Like mm-hmm. if something doesn't make sense, I don't do it, and they allow me to do it. So do it's, they do anything in California anymore? Nah, it, it yeah, makes I, sense. I, I don't know what they do in California. I got family out there, so they're watching this show. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm talking about y'all. I, exactly. <laughs> I just know that like a lot of legal things, it all stems from California, and yeah. all kind of rolls to us eventually. Boy, yeah, I guess what that says. There's a saying about what rolls downhill, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. There is. Well, uh, tell us, give, <laughs> give the folks the name of your company. Uh, phone number, email, Facebook. Tell them how they can get access to you. Absolutely. So Crawl Space Medic is my company. I am the market director for the St. Louis region. There are 25 locations across America. Uh, I was the furthest west, but actually now they just opened one in Colorado, in northern Colorado. So they are now the furthest west. But Nashville, Columbus, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Chesapeake, Birmingham, Alabama, Knoxville, Na- Nashville, all over the place. So we, we're... Uh, we're moving, we're spreading rapidly uh, over the years. So the new company out in Colorado, mm-hmm. folks, if you smell a skunk, it might not be an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but it takes a lot of courage to get up underneath there and do Absolutely. that. That's not, that's not a job for the weak-hearted. Mm-mm. And uh, you've got to be, you be tough. You've got to get up underneath there. I, I admire you folks. Well, and, and you told them how to get a hold of you and everything. And Crawlspacemedic.com, best way to, you can, you can go to my website. You can click on whatever city you want. You do an inspection request, bada boom, bada bing. That comes to whoever you want to talk to. Uh, to get your crawl space or basement taken care of. But your phone number for here? Oh, yeah, 314-750-5033. I got a local office in Brentwood. I got a couple guys. I'm at Brentwood and Han- I'm at uh, Hanley in Manchester. I got a couple guys do work for me. We keep it simple. Good, man. Hey, call me. Contact me. I always recommend this, this company. They always do. They do they t- if they can't do it, you don't want anybody else to do it. Try to do it because they're going. If they can't be done, they'll be honest with you. They do great work, and and I will recommend them. So contact if you don't get a hold of him. Uh, if you have trouble, uh, get reaching Blake personally. Contact me. I re- I guarantee I recommend. Now and. Didn't you say earlier that you would give anybody that recommends says that they watched you on this show a discount of some sort to help them with Absolutely, something? Absolutely, Troy. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate it. everybody does. And uh, but hey, folks. It's, it's worth your time. Hey, give us a call. Galloway Building Services. Our phone number is 636-394-3112. And Blake, your phone number one more time. 314-750-5033. Okay, right fast. Right fast. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Thank you, Blake. Thanks, Troy. You have a good day. You too. 
sponsored by Troy Galloway and Galloway Building Services. GallowayBuildingServices.com. 